Welcome to episode 154 of Respawn and Fire. We did it. We made it to 154. That's so many episodes. So many episodes. The Kick-Ass Irreverent Podcast from Affable Idiots. I am Holden Depardo, and I'm here with... Chad Michael Innes. If you point while you say That's it, right. counts for extra. <laughs> and we've got the dreamiest fan base of all time joining us from all over the world right now. They're all over the place. It's like Jesus. They're everywhere, always around you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is Every all Jesus. around you. I feel it in my toes. Love, actually. You're welcome. <laughs> Every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, put us in your ears with your favorite podcast service or put us in your eyes by searching for Respawning Fire on YouTube. That's oh, right. We've gone into the third dimension with 2D video. And if you want to add the fourth dimension of time, you can do that by watching us record it live on twitch.tv slash affable idiots. That's a forward slash, but don't use it as a backslash. Oh when my go God. Through website. No one does that. <laughs> if you say forward slash one more time, I'm going to put this microphone through my butthole. I've said forward slash so many times. Forward slash every Sunday night at uh. 8 p.m. Eastern, like we're doing right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Affable Idiots, which we'll tell you all about later in the episode. That's over the housekeeping. Chad, how do we start every episode now, besides with your butt? <laughs> I, had to, I had to live up to my word. I had to put the microphone up my butthole. Uh, we start with Game okay. Court, the attorney-based strategy for determining game character guilt. Whew. I <laughs> Sorry, I don't read the rest of it. I just needed to take a break. I stood up on the piano bench, and, I just, <laughs> and then I got back down the floor. I haven't worked out in six weeks. Every week, we put your favorite video game characters and villains on trial. It says on trail there. God damn it. <laughs> For the heinous crimes they, they have committed. to walk a trail of shame to the prison afterwards. That's what it's about. Mm, there we go. Okay. Uh, Holden and I will argue for and against the defendant, and it's up to you to prevent forest fires and decide on Twitter in the following <laughs> days the fate of said character. This week, our defendant is none other than Mara in Dragon Quest IV. But before we get to her crime, let's examine and hear the verdict for last week. Last week's so crime last week, was, uh, what? Yeah, Dixie Kong was being oh, uh, right. accused of murder-suicide. We had video of her on a roller coaster, and she fell off the roller coaster because she missed a jump, and she was found guilty of murder-suicide. She was found guilty of manslaughter-suicide. Manslaughter-suicide, that's, that's right, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was arguing. Yeah. Man, it was, uh, it was heated on Twitter. Uh, especially Dallas. Dallas and Brent were going back and forth. Dallas is in the chat right now posting <laughs> pictures of dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dallas. Those are beautiful. Um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a close race. I think we had like 63, 40, however math works. It was close, though. Yeah, 63, 37, yeah. I have a feeling that every single one of these we're going to do, people just want to see people die. People just want to see the world burn. Yeah, I've and been they're just noticing be guilty that. every time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was kind of close with the first one, where it was like basically 50 50, guilty, innocent, but we had two different uh, options for innocent. Yeah. It was split there. That was the closest. Every other time, though, it's like off with their heads. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this week. We're going to show you the only evidence that we have for this right now is a single Polaroid from an anonymous source who was at the scene of the crime, and it happens to be annotated. <laughs> so on the screen right now, for those of you listening at home, I'll read it off to you, but on, on the screen right now, we have the Polaroid, which is an, an 8-bit depiction of a party of people opening a chest inside of a basement in a town 
somewhere in Dragon Warrior 4, and the words, finds the dress of radiance, Mara obtains the dress of radiance. That's all we've got. Now, our prosecution this week is Holden DePardo. Our judge and defendant is me. I will keep this all in order. Uh, it is up to you as the jury to make sure that we bring whomever it is at, at fault to justice. All right, we're back. Holden's power went out, came back on. We are back yep. up and running. We're streaming, and we are about to take on this court case. Holden, you're running prosecution on this. The people know what happened. We have the Polaroid. Yes. We see the evidence here on twitch.tv slash affablebelize or youtube.com slash a bunch of random characters. you got to search for us. Yes. You're so, the prosecution. Go. Well, I had a reason to open a window that I closed accidentally. There we go. All right, so... The prosecution is accusing Mara of stealing the Dress of Radiance from Gotside, which is also known as Azimuth. She, it was captured via a picture taken at a bird's eye view. We are going to charge her, or we want to charge her, with a felony charge of grand theft in the third degree, because the dress that she stole, the uh, Dress of Radiance, cost 6,600 gold, which is well above the $1,000 threshold for, for felony. You did a lot of research for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is that, an NES game called Dragon Warrior 4 that I know Holden has zero knowledge of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the town of Azimuth. This is more of a uh, a look at a moral a moral argument that this that she does not have good character, and that this is probably not the first time that this has happened. And how do I know this? Because Azimuth is actually a very spiritual city, and specifically okay. where the Dress of Radiance is held is the Baron's Folly or the Doorway to Nadiria, which are both holy locations. And she stole the Dress of Radiance. Objection, Your Honor! Separation of church location. and state. It's I'm not overruled. Saying, <laughs> it is not to say that the charges should be more extreme because it was stolen in a spiritual area, just to show that if she stole this in a spiritual place, she has clearly crossed this line several times and will steal again. So, Your your Honor, I would like to charge Mara with grand theft in the third degree for stealing the Dress of Radiance. Thank you, Prosecution. You may take your ass and sit in a chair. Defense, <laughs> you're up. Thank you. Your Honor... People of the jury, would you steal a loaf of bread to feed your family? <laughs> <laughs> would you fault a firefighter for stealing a glass of water to put out the Capitol building? What I'm trying to say here is that dire circumstances cause for certain uh, concessions to be made when it comes to the law. Mara is one of several heroes right now on the way to save the world from a supervillain whose name I forgot because I didn't do any research for this. <laughs> and in these times, as the monarchy certainly knows, it is a state of emergency as the fate of the entire universe is at stake. And in these times, under the state of emergency, certain restrictions are lifted. For instance, right now, we all know because of coronavirus and state of emergency, you can park wherever the fuck you want and you can't get a ticket. In this case, our hero is simply taking some necessities to make her job easier. Or just make herself look good while she's doing it because that dress is radiant, let me tell you. Uh, so 
I argue that because of the special circumstances, the state of emergency, the hero's quest, that this is all forgiven and, in fact, necessary. It's like uh, martial law. <laughs> where the military's, uh, the military's <laughs> allowed to become the cops and do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, and that's what we're arguing right now. Because uh, this, this dress will help us save the universe, and it's worth that. I, I move a motion for all charges to be dismissed. <laughs> Thank you. That is all. Thank what, you, defense. Prosecution, your closing statement. What the defense says is true. In times of emergency, some things can be forgiven. But this offense is too egregious. This is not a misdemeanor. This is a felony. Is murder considered okay now because of coronavirus? Absolutely not. And nor is stealing a 6,600 gold dress. That is not bread. That is a luxury. I rest my case. <clears throat> Michael, uh, sorry, defense, your closing statement. Thank you, Your Honor. You look great today. You're looking very hot. Thank you. It's not going to help your case, but go on. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> when a hacker hacks Russia to figure out that they're planning to bomb us, that's illegal and felony activity, but it's okay and sanctioned by the United States government. This is the same thing. That's it. I rest my case. I don't need to argue any further. We all know it's just and right for her to take this dress. <clears throat> Thank you, defense. Both sides, you're dismissed until the jury figures out their verdict, and we'll tune back in next week. If you are listening right now, go to twitter.com slash respawnaimfire. Our poll will be our t- pinned tweet. I need you to vote on whether Mara is innocent or guilty of felony. What's the felony she's guilty of? What are we charging her with? Grand theft in the third degree. Grand theft in the third degree burn. Thank you. We're going to move on now to our second segment of all podcasts, Playtime. Yeah. Oh, let me get this shit off the screen. We don't need to see this screenshot anymore. No. <laughs> I was legitimately so confused on this screenshot. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> this is an NES game. <laughs> yeah, because well, apparently standing, well, she is standing on the treasure chest, too, so it's hard to even see what the hell is going on. <laughs> Maybe the treasure chest was in on it. That's why she's standing on top of it. They were in it's a mimic. It's a mimic. You exactly. This is not part of your court case. This is not part of your court it's case. It's not. It's not. It's not. I'm now just a normal bystander, just speculating on the news that they just saw. Yeah, until like, you go try I mean. to fucking sway things on Twitter. I've seen you. <laughs> Holden, what did you play this week? Um, of course, I played a lot of Animal Crossing. A lot of way of too course. much Animal Crossing. Yeah, way too much. Animal, but I had so much fun doing it. My phone is I just am... blowing up with messages about apples and turnips, and that's it. Yeah, like every oh, forty-five yeah. minutes. What are turnips going for on your island today? <laughs> Same the turnips thing is a big deal. I, I made bank on the turnips. I made bank. I need to thank Dallas for that, actually. Because I was setting up a position to lose a lot of money on those turnips. I ended up making 100,000 bells. Boom. Whoa. Good shit. Yeah. Whoa. Really good shit. If anyone needs a sugar daddy, go visit Holden's (laughs) Island. What's your island called? Uh, Kakariko. Nice. Nice. (laughs) And uh, I just bought turnips again this morning. My turnips turnips will range between 90 and 110 bells when you first buy them. And Mm. mine were priced at 109 bells. So I'm like, shit. Like, nope. Like, I just texted the group, like, who else has a good amount of turnips? Uh, Then my brother texted me and let me know that his were 92 bells. So I just ran over to his town. I bought 4,000 turnips for like 368,000 bells. And then I'm set. I'm going to make so much money this week. I'm pumped. Proud of you. But 
I'm very proud of myself. Thank you. Can you put that on your <laughs> resume? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me about this 368,000 bells you made. I'm very intrigued. <laughs> so um, I think what I was pl- looking forward to, and actually you need to announce this as well, is the Animal Crossing game night. We did the Animal Crossing game night, and I basically set up uh, musical chairs to play for 25,000 bells to the winner. And then we had like a, a bug, like a bug net fighting competition. See who could hit someone with the bug net first. And I made like a little like fence to kind of like have the arena. And then I was sitting in the okay. middle of the arena as the referee. Here's the problem though, is that the lag is horrendous. So I would be like, Dane, you absolutely, you know, beat Dallas. And Dallas like, absolutely not. What are you talking about? And then Dallas <laughs> sent me a video cap of him absolutely beating Dane, undisputedly beating Dane. And I saw something different. So we need to find some different games to work there. Oh, Dallas is... Yes, thank you, Dallas. Um, we need to find some games that are going to work better for the lag in Animal Crossing. Dan came up with the idea of doing... I can't remember the name of the game. It's kind of like hide-and-seek, but once you're found, everyone has to run back. This does not make do they, for good content. For you reading the Twitch chat while you're talking, no, does not make for good content. It doesn't, but I wanted to see what he said. So I guess someone in my town, or in Dallas's town, commented about me making a fortune on turnips. That's really funny. <laughs> and you owe 25,000 bells. That's a lot of bells. Well, that's, that's a lot of bells, yeah. I do I do owe him 25,000 bells. I'll, you know what, I'll give you 25,000 bells, Dallas. That's actually fair, because technically you did win. And I gave Dane 25,000 bells for when he didn't technically earn. So that's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I had a total blast with Animal Crossing this week. I think I have a favorite character now, and it's Blathers, who is the owl that runs the museum. I think he I is hilarious. You hate that bitch. So here's a big revelation, everyone. I yeah. bought Animal Crossing New Horizons. I did it. I bought it. Uh, Holden <laughs> made me do it. He, he uh, pulled out his his card that says you have to play this game this year, and it was Animal Crossing. So uh, I have champ it. about it, by the way. I was willing to be like, hey, let's even get a poll to the community and have them decide so you're not like forced into playing something. You have to... And he's like, nope, I'm doing it. So I'm not no rule breaker. I'm not no Dixie Kong. You had an out, and you didn't take it. You totally had an nope. out, so... So uh, yeah, I've been I've been playing it a little bit too. Uh, I'm not gonna give my thoughts on it because I want to play a full like Holden said. It's something you play every day. You gotta play it a little bit every day. So I'm gonna play it and I'll give you my full thoughts on it next week uh, after I've had a little bit of time with it. But I've had about three days with it so far. And Blathers won't fucking shut up. And all I want to do is give him fossils, and he has to tell me a ninety thousand page story about every fossil I want to give him. And just, just let me give them to you all at once, please, dear God. Oh um. Once you get the museum, you will be able to give them to them multiple at a time. Oh, thank America Ferreira. Yeah, so that, that will I was annoyed by that, too. Uh, you can say I don't want to hear your little spiel about the fossil of the bug yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, but still, like, that cuts up maybe five of the 90 pages of dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I love those little spiels, though. I think they're so funny. Though, my favorite one so far is I think it was a plesiosaurus. I gave him the skull of a plesiosaurus. He's like, do you want to hear detail? I'm like, yeah, I want to hear detail. And he says, the Plasiosaurus is not exactly the smartest dinosaur in the dinosaur kingdom. It has a pretty thick skull, 10 inches to be exact, which doesn't leave that. a lot of room for the brain. <laughs> and he says, but it's okay, because at least the brain is really safe. Anywho, thanks for your donation to the museum. I'm like, you're so charming, Blathers. You're awesome. He's my favorite. He's the funniest things I think he says. Just blathering on. 
blathering on. Get it? That's his name. That's exactly why they named him that. He talks more than any other Animal Crossing character for sure. Yeah, I think that's that's why I like him. Um, but yeah, I also say I'm. We did go to Chad's town for a little bit. You have a good town set up. You have a good house set up. I had this like. Thanks. I had this like concern that I would go to your island and be like, no, I'm staying in my tent for like, the whole seven days. I'm not doing shit. I'm just going to walk around <laughs> for an hour every day. <laughs> but no, you like cleaned up all your weeds. You had a good setup. You had like a uh, haystacks for chairs on a campfire on the beach. Like you had a good setup. You had a good thing. You going. have to sleep by the fire. No one can sit and chat. They have to all sleep and chat because apparently you can't <laughs> sit on a haystack. You have to sleep on it. <laughs> so, so we'll talk, I'll talk more about animal crossing as, uh, as we go along throughout the week or throughout the weeks play? ahead i should say uh i played uh very briefly I played warzone and i got with dallas and dane uh first place in plunder that was so Hell intense yeah. and a total blast i understand you won in battle royale with them as well we did with, well, it was, uh, uh, dallas matt, and matt dallas yep yeah matt and dallas. we got on we we're like we're gonna play two games first game i don't forget what we got i don't know 12th or something second game number one baby got all the way to the <laughs> end we were on the brit on the dam and uh dallas went down poor guy he's been wanting that 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 w and he died right at the last minute dallas went down matt and i were still there this guy pops up starts shooting matt downs him his teammate gets up starts shooting i down him and then it's just us and another team with the last two teams left and then it just says you won and like oh (laughs) all right we won (laughs) Uh, it would have been cooler if we shot the guy to death but it doesn't matter we won catches a w (laughs) And then the next round, we got second. And Dallas was the only one alive at the end of that one, too. It was just him and one other person. So. That's because Dallas is really good at that game. Yeah, he's so fucking good. Um, that guy's a so big I, dick, too. I think Warzone's my favorite Battle Royale. I really, really like Warzone. I don't, have, I don't play other Battle Royales, but this is fun. It's what, if you had asked me two weeks ago, hey, do you think you'll... Not two weeks ago. It's been several weeks since it's been out. If you had asked me a month ago... Do you think you would ever put 15 hours into a Call of Duty Battle Royale game and be like, <laughs> fuck you. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Shit's good, though. Yeah, it's, it's hard really for me. Good. When I see a text message come to my phone, I'm like, you down a bone? It's hard for me to say no. <laughs> I do occasionally. Don't know. I have you call Warzone Warbone? That, that's what that means. Yeah. It was all due to a typo, but we ran with it. So We ran with it. Um, we also played Resident Evil Resistance Beta. And um, hmm. yeah, we did. The only reason I'm gonna actually forget another game. Uh, the only reason I'm not gonna say it's the worst game I played this week is because I couldn't <laughs> even play Predator Hunting Grounds, whatever it's called. Couldn't even play yeah. it. So I can't even really think to put it in playtime because it literally crashed and wouldn't work. But Resident Evil uh, Resistance is pretty bad. It's pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Pretty, you... pretty, pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head when you were playing it, Chad, is that it's just so poorly balanced between whoever is the mastermind and the, the I guess, the four survivors. Yeah. It's way too hard to play as a survivor. The combat, just, it just sucks. It doesn't seem to be accurate in any way, shape, or form. You're surrounded by zombies and Mr. X and dogs and liquors as you're trying to find, like, three fucking puzzle pieces at the same time it's just too chaotic. And it's in, it's a, just... and it's in a tiny little hallway, and you can't move. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're also just moving slow, and the combat of Resident Evil 2 and 3 is just not its strong point to begin with. 
Uh, yeah, so it I had the same experience as you. It was just like it was it was complete hell going and trying to do anything in that game. Well, it's like I, I like the combat in Resident Evil Two. I haven't played three yet, but it's it's good because it's slow and methodical, which works for that gameplay style. Right. It's like, oh, I see three zombies. I need to get over there. I can shoot one in the leg and take it down. Maybe I mm-hmm. have to kill this one, or I could just run past them. It's like this is none of that's an option in this. No, you have to be aggressive. But the combat system's not really designed for that. And it just it's a mess. It's a total mess. It's included for free in Resident Evil 3, and I still won't play it. I don't think I'm ever gonna touch that ever. Yeah, I might I might try it once in like the final version of the game, but nah, not worth my time. I might try doing the mastermind. What I'm kind of upset about is that it's not like they have three modes of play. Like you can choose to be the mastermind, you can choose to be a survivor, or you can be a team of survivors. But you yeah. can't do like the um the Friday the 13th or the Predator type thing where you just get five people together and they it's random who gets to be what. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, kind of bums me out because I would love to like occasionally play Mr. X or okay, the, whatever the mastermind is against all of you guys, but that's not a thing that we can make happen. We just got to rely on chance. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Friday the 13th, you also brought up Predator Hunting Grounds, um, yeah. which is the next game from them, funded by Sony this time, so they had a lot more money to polish it off. And that was a shit show as well. Uh, they had their free weekend of everyone trying this out. This is a demo weekend. Dallas and I hopped on and tr- and we played. We got into one game. We successfully got into one game. We had no idea what to do. There, it was the four of us, and there was one predator, and there were also enemy AI. And we were like, okay, I guess we shoot the AI people. And then we're like, D- there's like a contract or something we're supposed to get. And then the Predator started showing up and, like, destroying people. And I was like, oh, shit, there's the Predator. Am I supposed to kill it? So start shooting it. And I'm getting experience every single time I shoot it. But it doesn't seem like it's getting hurt at all. I'm like, well, fuck, maybe I'm not supposed to shoot the Predator. Maybe it's one of those things, like, you're supposed to hide from it, like, Jason in Friday the 13th. Because you can't kill Jason in Friday. You just hide and complete your objective. Yeah. But I was confused because it was giving me mixed signals. It was like, hey, go, girl. Yeah, you shoot it. That's the right thing to do. And then it's like, but also run away! (laughs) Like, oh, I don't know what to do. So, yeah, we all ended up getting destroyed. The fourth person in our crew was AFK, so he was just standing there, and we were just looking at his screen for a while until the Predator <laughs> finally found him. Uh, and then we couldn't matchmake again. We tried. We were waiting for, like, five minutes to try to matchmake, and then Dallas's pizza came to the door. I'm like, just, dude, just go eat your pizza. And then we all tried yep. again later that night, you, me, and Matt, and uh, we couldn't find a single person to matchmake with. Yeah, it was going for uh, five to ten minutes. I don't know. And eventually we're like, oh, it's done. We're not going to make it. I guess we'll go now. And then the screen flashed. We're like, oh, wait, no, it's about to begin. And then it crashed to the main screen. Yep. Yeah, so So, big mess. uh, Pretty, pretty not good. (laughs) I played one more thing this week. I'm excited for this. I want to know your thoughts on this. I played Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which came out two weeks ago on Xbox One. And it's on uh, Game Pass as well, if you have Game Pass. Uh, it is a first party game. I played like a few hours of the first one or in the blind forest and I really liked it, but I just, I didn't go back to it for any reason, for some reason. Uh, and I played this one and it is my favorite game that I will recommend no one buy right now. No one should buy this. No one should play this because it performs, <laughs> it performs like a garbage trash fire. Really? It is literally like the first two hours of this game. I had no issues, aside from some visual quirks I'll get into in a little bit. But uh, after about two hours, the game started freezing for about five to six seconds every 
minute, maybe minute and a half. And it was, it was just like, and for a game that it is a platformer, it is very much a Metroidvania platformer. Um, and when you're making very difficult platforming, like executing jumps and using abilities and things like that, that's not something you want to have happen. It's like midair, you're frozen, and you're like, fuck, when this comes back, I hope I'm holding the right direction and hitting the right button. <laughs> and that was constant from then through the rest of the game. Restarted the console, redownloaded the game. Uh, and I also, it crashed five different times during my time with the game. It took me about 15 hours to beat. Um, and it crashed five times, crashed my whole system. And visually, it looked bad. Like there were anything that's not in focus in the game is supposed to have this like really cool painterly, like hand painted look. But for some reason, it all looked like it was like backdrops to a, a Super Nintendo game that was like super pixelated instead of having like this this. this uh, Are you playing this on a One S or One X? So I'm playing it on a One S, and I my original thought was. Oh, I bet this is just like it upscaling from 1080 on my 4K TV. I'm kind of close to my big 4K TV. I wonder if it's just that, and that's why it looks bad. And then I went back and played. I just booted up Ori in the Blind Forest again. I was like, no, because this looks great. Ori in the Blind Forest is beautiful. And then I go to Ori and Will of the Wisps. I'm like, this looks like trash. And it's especially Whoa. evident on a lot of the bigger characters. Like, there's a big frog that you interact with several times throughout the game. And while it's talking to you, it it just looks like trash. Like somebody put pixelated jaggedy, like jaggedy anti-aliasing uh, artifacts everywhere, and uh, it it was not a good experience. However, the game when they patch it eventually, God willing, is amazing. <laughs> I think you would really love this game. They I made a lot play of improvements. The first one. So the first one, they've made a lot of improvements to the fr over the first one. They have a lot of systems it, uh, borrowed heavily from Hollow Knight. This game, I okay. would kind of, I would compare it. It's Metroidvania, so you're going and you're finding secrets. You're unlocking abilities that let you go back and unlock some, something else, and you can go back to a different part of the map you couldn't explore before. It's got the same kind of they uh, they have crystals. I can't remember what they call them. Shards. There's shards in this game that unlock different abilities for you. So, uh, very similar to Hollow Knight in their upgrade system where you're like, yeah. I can have five different things equipped right now. One of them makes me run faster. One of them makes me get two extra life orbs. One of them makes me take more damage, but I get to do more damage as well. Like, So you can choose how you want to go about any particular like battle or any particular platforming sequence. Uh, you can customize it that way. So it's very much like Hollow Knight in that. There are lots of really great characters and side quests similar to Hollow Knight as well that is like the full map to explore. There's even like the map maker borrowed f pretty much straight from Hollow Knight. The big difference between this and that though is that where Hollow Knight I felt was very risk reward combat focused, this ha uh, de-emphasizes combat a ton and is much more skillfully uh, platforming focused. Kind of I along like as good a platforming as Guacamelee, which I think is like some of the best platforming in video games. I still haven't played that game before. I really want to. You should also play that and number two because they're like fantastic A plus games. And they're on Switch. And they are on Switch. Yep. Uh, or in the Blind Forest on Switch. I don't think Will of the Wisps has been announced no, on Switch, but just like so yeah, the game well itself. Switch either fix it on Xbox oh, first. <laughs> so yeah, I I there. Almost every single review I read for Will of the Wisps mentioned the very same things. Like, they were all like, this is a really great game, depending the build I just played of it that was riddled with bugs. 
But there was a day one patch coming, so they all had that caveat in the review. But I didn't play it with the day one patch, blah, blah, blah. I was like, cool. I play it two weeks after the game comes out, and it's still buggy as shit. Uh, they did just announce yesterday that there's a patch coming in April. However, in, they didn't really mention anything about the like bug fixes a ton. There was like there was like one sentence mentioning something about some kind of visual uh, artifacts or something like that, but it doesn't sound like it was what I was experiencing. But there's like some dynamic HUD changes you can choose to go HUDless as well. But anyway, as soon as that game actually runs well, I think it's a fantastic game. Um, you don't. I don't feel like you have to play Ori in the Blind Forest in order to beat, in order to feel caught up and know what's going on in the second one. I watched a video recap at the suggestion of I think it was Darby. I think Darby said, "Hey, yeah, you can watch a recap, but you don't really have to play the first one." I watched the first. I watched a recap of the first one, and I feel like I didn't even need that. I could have just hopped right into the second one. Immediately understood who all these characters were. They had, they have a pretty good um, kind of introduction to everything. Yeah, it's great. Fantastic game. Don't play it until <laughs> it gets patched. Because if you if that's your experience with this really great game, that's unfortunate. I will. I mean, because Blind Forest, I think, is on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Yeah, it's a Microsoft game. It, so it would have to be. Yeah. Yeah. I should play it that way. I should do that. I'm all for that. Cool. That's all we played this week. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Animal Crossing, right. Warzone, Predator Hunter, Predator Hunter. God. <laughs> all right yeah that's it all right let's go to the quest log starting off with the fetch quests for the week starting off with the dark pictures little hope release date possibly leaked by a german retailer this is from um murdad kiat kiat uh, from dual shockers and it will it's allegedly pronounced, release it's pronounced in June. Kiat. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so funny it will, allegedly will release in june which would make sense because they said they wanted to release two of these per year and like the dark pictures anthology series and the last yeah. one came out in august so june would be a little bit later than i would have expected but is looking forward to it is that new i felt like we got maybe it was just summer it was the last thing we got on that and maybe this is yeah on a june but this is okay. also just a leak this isn't official but it would make sense right. uh warframe is confirmed for for ps5 and xbox series x so for all those fans of that game look forward right, to that all right all right that was a ps4 like launch game that carried over as well yeah, it is, yeah. They were like, we will be the very everything. first game on PS4. I'm like, you do that. Right next to Nat. <laughs> this next one's awesome. So there's a leaked Star Wars 1313 image that uh, appears to back up rumors of it being a Boba Fett game from Ricky Fretch at DualShockers. Uh, holy shit. Oh, by the way, the last story Warframe one, that was from IGN staff at IGN. I'm like, oh, that must be a mistake. Let me go to the article and see who wrote it. By G and staff. Did the whole staff get together and write that article about Warframe coming to Xbox Series? You know what it probably was? It was probably just like they got a press release and they just copied and pasted and were like, well, no one really wrote anything on this. Just put staff (laughs) on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, Star Wars 1313 image leak. That looks awesome. That looks, it's basically Uh, Boba Fett standing. Like, kind of small image, like from far away. It kind of looks like Daredevil. Oh like, yeah, he does go oh, like Daredevil. Of the way the lights reflecting off the bottom of his helmet, I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, yeah, is Daredevil yeah. in 1313? I'm using the large image now. It's really cool because you get like this view of Coruscant, but you realize it's the underground portion of Coruscant, kind of off in the distance. There's that big hole that probably leads up to the main city, and I think that's what they showed in the Star Wars 1313 like uh, gameplay trailer that I showed at E3 a while ago. It was like the same hole they were kind of descending into. I, oh God, the game will never come out at this point. But yeah, it's man, a shame we'll never get it. 
We'll never get it. Yeah. Speaking of getting it, PlayStation speaking actually, of uh, Coruscant, can we talk about how good Pillsbury Crescent Rolls are? <laughs> oh, God, those buttery, flaky crusts. PlayStation Access accidentally leaks PS Plus games for April 2020, which includes Uncharted 4 at Thieves' End. Thank you, Jordan Biazzo at Game Ranks. It's also yeah. going to have Dirt Rally 2.0. This is essentially a confirmation. PlayStation Access is like Nintendo Power. It's a part of Sony. Gotcha. It's so it, this is not like some fan site. This is from basically from the horse's mouth. I believe now, if you've been a PlayStation Plus member for a little while, I believe you now officially have the entire Uncharted series free through that. Yep. Because yeah. the collection was last year. I'm pretty sure Legacy's been on it. Now it's just four. No, I don't think Legacy has been. I think it has. I think so. I don't know. I've been on PlayStation Plus since 2016. And the game came out after that. I don't think I don't think it has been. Or maybe my PS Plus lapsed for a little while and I didn't renew it. I don't know. Huh. Um, moving on. GameStop set to close 300 more stores this year from Jordan Oloman on IGN. Excuse me. This is 300 of the 5,500 stores within the United States. They did say, though, that this is not because of COVID. They claim that COVID has actually increased their sales by 2%. 2% of just essential, essentialness. 2%. So, so essential. This kind of relates to something we'll talk about a little bit later, but like because everyone's here, everyone's at home, they're playing video games a lot more. So, yeah, they're actually seeing an uptick in sales. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they were already planning to close 300 stores, apparently, despite all yep. of that. Speaking of coronavirus, uh, here are some next gen impacts, some good vibrations from coronavirus, and some other vibrations that aren't so great. So, next gen impacts. Uh, Sony Microsoft put out a vague statement about how COVID 19 will affect their games from Ethan Gak at Kotaku. So, both Sony and Microsoft have stated that there's so many names in the video game industry that I, I have a hard time pronouncing. So many. Who? Like who? E Ethan Gak. Is it Gak? Gatch? Gak? What do you. I don't know. Well, we have to figure out his country of origin. That's a good point. We'll find out eventually. If it's German, it's we'll, Gach. <laughs> if it's Slovakian, so Sony... it's Gatch. So Slovakian's like, hey, my name is Ethan Gatch. <laughs> Both Sony and Microsoft have stated that none of their upcoming games will be impacted by coronavirus within the current fiscal year, although they are also open to the possibility of delays if anything gets worse. At that moment, they were not speaking of the next-gen consoles, but as this develops, the GameStop, uh, GameStop says no indication of PS5 or Xbox Series X delays. That's coming from Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. They also reasoned the uncertainty of coronavirus going forward has led them to not disclose future quarter estimates, which I thought was interesting. So GameStop won't be saying, hey, like we think we're going to make X amount of money next quarter. And they said, we're not going to do that because we just don't know how things are going to play out, which actually I mean, is probably yeah, a smart. good move. Yeah. yeah. Probably not say, I 100% agree. Like these financial yeah. reports every quarter, I think they should just be like, you know what? You guys know as much as we do. Fuck it. <laughs> They're always estimates anyway. They're never a guarantee. Right. Uh, Microsoft says it can still make Xbox Series X despite coronavirus concerns. That's from Kyle, Kyle Orland at Ars Technica. He sourced a CNBC interview with the Microsoft CEO, Satya Nadella. So that's a pretty solid confirmation there that Microsoft is not yeah. worried about a delay. What about Sony? Well, PS5, well, no delay. Sorry, on that, on that last thing, one thing that Nutella... Yeah. That Nutella, God damn it. Nutella. <laughs> <that> Nadella said... <laughs> 
Uh, one thing that Nadella said was uh, that manufacturing in China is back up and running. Yeah. So in that interview, he's like, yeah, the manufacturing is not an issue. Like, that's back up and running. We're going to see that just fine. What we're really looking at is, yeah. like, how things progress. <laughs> is there demand for these consoles? That's the thing. Yep. Like, if it gets delayed, it'll be because we don't think people are ready to buy it yet because they're still financially <laughs> hurting from coronavirus and being out of work and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and PlayStation basically said the same thing. PS5, no delay because of COVID-19, says Sony. That's from Joe Scribbles at IGN. And last week we had a PR agency that is affiliated with Sony, but not a part of Sony saying the same thing. But now this is coming from Sony directly, from a, a spokesperson from them. So that's a nice confirmation to have. I think yeah. people are going to buy these consoles because if things, it's kind of predicted that it'll get better in the summer. And then when fall comes around, we're going to see a spike in coronavirus again. And people are going to probably be locked in their homes again, and they're going to want new video game consoles to entertain them. So Yeah, I think yeah one thing that we'll I don't think these. a lot of people understand is that like, when when this quarantine is lifted in a few weeks or months or however long it lasts, it's not going to be like, all right, the quarantine is lifted because we beat it. We eradicated every case of coronavirus. <laughs> no, done. as soon as it's lifted, it's still here. People are still going to get it. It's just going to be more yeah. controlled. So, yeah, there's still going to yeah. be a concern for this throughout the entire year of 2020 and beyond. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good vibrations now. So here's the good stuff that's happened. CD Projekt Red donates almost a million dollars to fight uh, coronavirus, also from Jordan Oleman at IGN. So this is uh, the money's coming from CD Projekt Red, their board members, and also shareholders. And they'll be assisting, essentially, uh, stopping the spread of, of coronavirus in Poland, specifically. So that's that's good of them. Um, yeah. Another one i should just skip the next one something kind of similar we're seeing too is donate uh, nintendo donates thousands of respirator masks to fire and rescue teams in the united states from liam doolin at nintendo life a few companies have been doing that as well as donating fire masks or donating something in some capacity uh, and that's that's good to see and i think it's partially because these companies also have a vested interest in this getting alleviated so it's yeah, like looking for sure. out for them looking out for the communities um but it's it's nice to see that there's some collaboration happening there this next one is interesting. I'm not a NASCAR fan by any means. My my dad's side of the family was very into NASCAR for a while, so I I Oh yeah, my whole family is hell yeah NASCAR. That's badass. Oh, let me let me just say going to a race is the most boring thing. Ever. God, right? Right. Five hundred laps of just like all right, they're taking a left turn again and again and again. Anyway. And then you gotta me, sit there while they I go. I think this is it's <laughs> like the loudest thing on the planet. At first, you're like, "This is kind of cool," and then you're like, "This, this has been going on for four hours." <laughs> and then this someone gets long. in a wreck and, and maybe dies, and everyone's like, "Yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> they do when people get in a wreck. Everyone's like, "Fuck yeah!" Tony Stewart took out so and so. I can't freaking. That's sorry. That's oh, really man, really offensive for me to generalize like that. But no, my whole family is fans. I've been to a lot of races. When people get in wrecks, that is like the most exciting thing in a NASCAR race. Let's talk about something good they've done. We just sit on NASCAR <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so uh, NASCAR will continue holding virtual races after successful first showing from Eric Van Allen at US Gamer. I think that's actually kind of cool. Like if you're a fan of NASCAR, maybe you're not watching like a live race with real drivers in, in real cars. But it's kind of cool they're trying to do something to keep their community engaged while all this yeah, is happening. Like, wouldn't it be kind of funny if like NBA players were playing NBA 2K? That is a thing. Or so, is this what they're doing right now? Oh, okay. It, I didn't, even, I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah, I included that in Instant Paper like a few weeks ago, but you cut it. Uh, but yeah, a few oh, weeks ago, when all this first happened and the NBA first went under, 
um, it broke NBA 2K, I think it was. It was one of the big NBA games. It broke the game mm-hmm. because it relied on live stats for all the players, and then the season was canceled, and the game yeah, you tried to that. load it. It was like, yeah. yeah. And then uh, there was one team that's like, hey, we were scheduled to play so-and-so next week, so uh, we're just going to play it on NBA 2K, and we're going to stream it on Twitch, and then a lot of other teams started doing it. So uh, it is a thing, yeah. They're playing the, the season. <laughs> Well, that's cool to see happen. I take back what I said about NBA. I don't know shit. Why do you listen to me? I don't know anything. I know nothing <laughs> at all. Other vibrations. I put other because like this isn't. Some of these are bad. Other, some of these other, aren't great. Other, other um, the Japai Game Show is canceled outright due to coronavirus from Brianna Reeves at PlayStation Lifestyle. So that's just not happening anymore. It was delayed. Uh, and now it's not canceled. So. Yeah, del- it was supposed to happen in canceled. March. Yeah, it was. February, I pushed back really. to the summer. Yeah, it was in uh, March, in which there was supposed to be new footage of Elden Ring there, so I'm a little bummed about that. Aww. But it could have just been the same trailer they showed before, but it was going to have a presence. Nintendo Repair Services closed in North America, and no mm. reopening date has been announced from Jenny Latta at uh, Silicon Era. The next three stories, by the way, are all Jenny Latta at Silicon Era, and I didn't even notice Get them it, until Jenny. I was running it out. <laughs> um. Okay, so a little note on this one, personally speaking. I got Joy-Con Drift this week. I was playing Animal Crossing. My character Ooh, started moving around. you. <laughs> that means you don't even so, have to control your character. It does half the work for you. It does half the work for me. And it was really, really frustrating. And I kind of thought, like, you know, I could send these out to get repaired. Or let me just get some Joy-Cons right now so I don't have to wait, like, a few weeks to, like, get Joy-Cons back and all other stuff. I don't know where my gray ones are anyway. And then I ended up getting the purple and uh orange oh ones. hell yeah that's badass uh, and i kind of like it I'm, a, I'm kind of a fan of that so i got that and then the next day they said repair services closed i'm like well i would have had to buy them anyway so i don't feel bad for being impatient um speaking of animal crossing animal crossing new horizon updates could be hit by the pandemic there this is also from again from jenny laddie alada silicon era um this is not a certainty. They're just saying it might happen. So yep. we'll see what happens there. And then Square Enix confirms Final Fantasy VII Remake physical copy delays. This one, the digital copies going to be fine. It's just the physical copies. And only physical copies that didn't get ordered directly from Square, it seems like. I think they're like collector's right. editions and all that. Those are going to be coming out just in time. So It's you know, like... The yeah. Amazon is prioritizing like essential things, so they're not shipping non-essential items. Um, yeah, right away. So that's mm-hmm. what they're saying. It's like, hey, if you order it from us, we can ship it. But if you order it from someone else that we don't have control over, and they're only doing essential things, you're probably not going to get it day one. Yeah, and I always close off the coronavirus update with the John Hopkins totals on number of cases. And should we rename it to the shit. New York virus? <laughs> it holy shit man this is like last week it's usually been up like going up by like about a hundred thousand each week the past few weeks it was at three hundred and thirty thousand last time i mentioned the stat now it's at mm-hmm. seven hundred and twenty one thousand so it is Ooh. escalating it is definitely growing so stay safe out there um stay home use lots of hand sanitizer if your city for some reason has not implemented a shelter in place do it anyway yeah exactly I will say, I heard this tip. I think this is a good tip. If you have to go out, when you come back, throw your clothes in the dryer immediately because it will kill any germs that are on them. I mean, unless there's, like, if you spilled spaghetti sauce on it, don't throw it in the, the dryer. It's going to set the stain. You're never going to Yeah, wash your out. clothes. Yeah. Yeah, wash them for sure. 
And also, if you have like really bad bo, don't just dry that in there. That's you're, it's just going to smell forever. Wash it first. <laughs> All right, that's a, everything for the fetch quest and coronavirus updates. Moving on to the Microsoft Quest log. Yeah. This is. And just, this isn't actually specifically about Microsoft, but the headlines usually have Microsoft in it. Um, my, my Xbox Series X graphics source code reportedly stolen and is being held for a $100 million ransom from Jordan Oleman at IGN. So this is actually really affecting AMD. AMD made the public aware of a ransom message they got from a hacker who demanded $100 million for the source code, specifically of AMD's Navi and Arden GPUs. So despite the headline, again, this is not targeted specifically at Xbox, it actually might impact Sony as well, because they also use AMD graphics cards, I uh, believe. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's those specific two, but... Yeah. Well, I think Arden they have has the been one. rumored for Xbox, or has it been confirmed? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But Navi, I'm pretty sure Merck Sony confirmed are using a Navi oh. GPU. So the um, GitHub has been taking down portions of the code that was posted to their site, and AMD made a statement. AMD um, has made it clear that the stolen data is not core to the competitiveness or security of our graphics products. Uh, I think someone pointed out that this is most likely going to impact like, DRM and unlocking games for DRM and things like that. Gotcha. I was, yeah, because I read the article. I quote-unquote read the article. I'm millennial read the article, so I skimmed it, looked for a couple <laughs> of words that I was interested in. Um, <laughs> which is more than what most millennials do. We usually just read the headlines. But I was oh, going to ask you, is like, what does this really do? I mean, like, so it was it was testing apparently testing tests of these things that they ran as the source code. Like, what impact does that <laughs> have? What is it? What are they holding ransom? What can they do with that information? Is it just industry That's secrets and the competitors are interested in it, so they can figure out how to like GeForce cards make them better? I don't know. I, that's what I was thinking, but then AMD's statement of, like, this is not core data to the competitiveness or security of our graphics card makes you think, like, there's no secrets in it. And my guess here is that it's very possible that just, like, the hacker was good enough to get the information, but not good enough to know what he actually got and doesn't know what its value actually is. It doesn't really seem like AMD is super concerned about it. It's not like this can be used to, like... Like, for a while ago... Um, God, a few years ago... This was not like publicized at all, which is kind of scary to me. But there was this like vulnerability discovered in Windows 10 that would effectively let anyone just hack into any Windows computer they had physical access to. Like, and it was very hard to patch because it was baked into the kernel of the OS. Like, really, really bad vulnerability. That was bad because you could just get control of the person's computer and do whatever you wanted with it. This wouldn't impact anything like that because it's only access to the graphics card and... It's, it's, not knows, it's where you mine all the Bitcoin, data. though. It's, right, it's true. So I'm, I'm not thinking this <gasps> is actually Can they steal your Bitcoin with deal. it? Yeah, all the Bitcoins that you're mining with your Xbox Series X graphics card. So interesting story, but I don't think it's like kind of blow up and cause like people's Xboxes to explode because Russian hackers got to it and they're fighting against Microsoft. Yeah, quite honestly, Microsoft. I think they're reaching with that headline and causing some panic. IGN. <laughs> you're blowing that out of proportion speaking of panic i'm panicking about this next story. oh panic at the disco beat saber pack played that a lot this week just getting not a lot like two hours <laughs> that's not a lot of time for you in beat saber you usually do way more you're than right. that you're right. at least 24 hours a day at least it's all right i bled out my pelvis a lot because of it so <laughs> i won't play it again for a little bit 
<laughs> that's not an exaggeration. That's that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's real life, and it's also a great endorsement for yeah. Beat Saber. Put that on the quote. I'll put that on the box. <laughs> Beat Saber. I bled out my pelvis a lot from playing it. So we went on the Sony Quest log. Uh, it's all right. Let's settle this right now. I always say Konami, but it's not Konami. It's, <laughs> it's Konami. Konami. There's a one O. Konami. Okay. Konami. Konami has Konami two O's. I always think of Toonami, yeah. Uh, Konami rejects recent Silent Hill rumors. This is a statement to the site Rely on Horror. It said, we're aware of all the rumors and reports, but can confirm that they are not true. I know it's not the answer your fans may want to hear, dot, dot, dot. It's not to say we are completely closing the door on the franchise, just not in the way it is being reported. This is a recap. This was from, there were two apparent Silent Hill games in development one of them was Silent Hills, and then one of them was a new reboot of the franchise, uh, Silent Hill. Um, and there was a uh, there was a separate but related rumor that they were maybe being bought by Sony, or they were in talks with Sony, and Sony was being a mediator for um, Kojima and Konami. And but anyway, so it turns out yeah, that's probably not true, as Konami says, or maybe they're just lying to cover their ass. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I was thinking like, oh, are they just saying this because? They don't want anyone to know about it, so it's kind of like we don't comment on rumor and speculation kind of thing. But right. they plainly just said it's not true. But then there's the part of we're not closing the door on the franchise, just not in the way it's being reported. So it doesn't say they're not working on a Silent Hills game, but it sounds like the kind of the PT-inspired uh, Kojima project that we all really want is not what's going to happen. Yeah. So that's still upsetting. But Pachinko Speaking Machine... Of- Oh, I want a South Hills Pachinko machine so bad. I'm just kidding. I don't want that. Uh, related story. PT Hacker makes another dis- uh, terrifying discovery about what Lisa is up to when you're locked in the bathroom. I thought this was just cool. Uh, there's a video of this guy basically doing like a boundary break and kind of showing you what you're not able to see through your perspective in the game. And there's two things it shows. If you remember in PT, there's the point where you walk down the hall <laughs> that, that one time you walked down the hall. That PT. one time, yeah. That one time. Wait, and which hallway the, was it? There were a lot of different hallways. <laughs> and the window falls down. And then if you look up, you can see Sarah looking down at you from the balcony. And then she kind of like walks away. But what's actually happening is she's not walking her way. Her body's literally contorting backwards to make it look like, from your perspective, she's walking away. Kind of almost like which Limbo-esque, is, like this demonic Limbo. Yeah. And it's... It's kind of cool because it's like the illusion of how these games are made. Like, they could have animated it so she's taking a step back, but that would have been harder. And they have a limited amount of time. So they're just going to have her, like, contort back because the player's not going to see that anyway. And it's going to look exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of cool to see that kind of stuff. But the next one is, like, the opposite of that. So this is when you are in the bathroom, the door is locked, and you hear Sarah walking down the hall. And I never noticed this until the video played, but you kind of hear, like, a step in like a like a different sounding step. Sarah's wearing Almost a high like heel. Almost like a peg leg of a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> She's wearing one high heel. The other foot is bare. So it kind of makes her stand in a funny way. I never noticed that until this video put it out. But anyway, they animated her completely like walking down the hall. It's actually a pretty solid animation they could have just left in the game. The only thing that wasn't solid is Sarah gets to the door and... The, you can hear the doorknob turning, but her hand's not actually grabbing the doorknob. Yeah, she just freezes there, and then like, cool, now the door is going to animate, because you don't need to see her playing with the door. That's going to be a lot harder to have her interact with objects. Yeah. For no it was reason. still very cool. It's cool to see that kind of I, I enjoy that yeah. kind of stuff. It's, it's funny. 
And it's also um, cool that like however many years we are now removed from PT, that people are still like finding new cool shit in it. 2014, by the way, yeah, 2014. What? It's, yeah, six years ago. I know. That's I crazy. think I might go back and play through that again. Do you have it downloaded still? Yeah. Nice. So lucky. I watched a video of it the other night, and god damn, that game is scary. Like, yeah. really scary. It's spoopy AF. Very spoopy. All right. This is, this is an interesting one right here. God of War no longer contains, quote, only on PlayStation label on the official web page from Logan Moore at DualShockers. Prior PS4 exclusives, Detroit, Death Stranding, and Horizon also had the label removed upon their PC port announcements. At the moment, this is not officially confirmed, but it is just interesting. A, just a, it so happened that other PC ports had the same thing happen. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. interesting. I think we were talking about, oh, Horizon makes sense because Death Stranding and it used both the Decima engine, so it makes sense that'd be the yeah. next thing they put on PC. But I didn't necessarily see this as an indication of like, all the PlayStation exclusives coming to PC. And they even said, this doesn't mean everything's coming over. Exactly, yeah. God, I bet that game is going to look so freaking good on a PC. Oh, yeah. It also is a great game to demonstrate the PS4 mm-hmm. to PC players who don't have a PlayStation yet. Good choice. You know what, though? Good choice. I mean, I know you have controller support on a PC, but I feel like throwing and recalling the Leviathan Axe is not going to feel as good with a keyboard and mouse. I don't know. It might. Part of it was the haptics that you get from the vibrations from the DualShock 4 when it lands in your hand, almost Captain America Endgame style. This is something I just became aware of pretty recently, is that it was on the Sekiro subreddit, and they were talking about how they play, and everyone's like, no, I play on controller on PC. I would never play Sekiro with a keyboard and mouse. And I'm like, oh, I guess... Like I guess keyboard and mouse is only really used on PC for like first-person perspective games, but I guess third-person perspective games work better with a controller. So PC players kind of go back and forth. I didn't even really consider that. I just kind of figured, oh, you're on PC, you play mouse and keyboard for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, this is not really related. Have you seen the videos of people <laughs> playing Doom on PC and they can like switch weapons super fast, which allows them to do like these crazy combos you just can't do on console? No. It's insane to watch. I'm pretty sure... Wait, just make sure. We're talking about like the original Doom, right? Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Whew. I'm just kidding. I knew we were talking about that. <laughs> Andy Cortez from Kind of Funny, I think he retweeted one, and I was my mind was blown. It was someone fighting a Marauder without ever getting hit or anything, because they just beat him that. in 10 seconds. I fucking hate those Marauders. God, I want to find out. I want to call up Brent. What if we call Brent right now? No, I'm not going to do that. But I'm really interested in what he found the last half of the game, like how he liked it compared to what I said mm-hmm. about it last week. Nintendo Quest Log Time. We only got one story here. This is uh, a good one. So, wow, Animal Crossing New Horizons sales are through the roof from Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. So, New okay, Horizons... I hope you had... built a roof for them to go through. Oh, get it? <laughs> I'm so funny. New Horizons had the best launch of any Nintendo Switch game if Pokemon Sword and Shield are considered separate games. I'll say, they're the same game. People... Yeah. It's, they're both the same game. So, it doesn't... I don't think that counts. I'm willing to say the second... Best selling, but that's still really impressive. Good for them. It sold more at launch than the launches of all prior Animal Crossing games combined. I'm sure a lot of that has to deal with coronavirus, but I do think a lot of it is just interest in Animal Crossing. In Europe, and I forgot to put this in the notes here, 
Um, I know it is the next thing I'm going to talk about. It sold triple the total of Doom Eternal in terms of physical sales. So like, I feel like if it was just coronavirus, we would have seen like an equal like increase in both games. But to have triple over Doom Eternal is really surprising, especially when Animal Crossing is only on one system. Um, the additional caveat there, though, is that Doom Eternal is really big on PC, and PC is digital only, and all these stats I'm talking about are only related to physical sales. Mm, yep. But And still, we all know, impressive. like, with everything closing down, like, digital probably has a much bigger chunk of the pie this month than Absolutely. it ever has. Absolutely. So while this is, yeah, this is fantastic for Animal Crossing, it's really cool that physically it just outsold all the rest of them combined. It's super cool. Yeah. Uh, but who knows how accurate those numbers are and it could be so much more. It could be so much less. Who knows? Not obviously not yeah. less, but yeah, it was so much. It, it sold two <laughs> copies. Everyone got I returned two. a physical copy digitally. So <laughs> <laughs> I will say this about animal crossing and how it's doing against um, doom sales wise. I have, and maybe it's just the community that we're in, but I have seen way, way more animal crossing content on Twitter oh, yeah. than, yeah. than doom. And that might be the, the, our bubble, but I, w- I was really surprised by that. I fully expected to be like, Doom is, you know, killing it in sales. It's the number one. And, people like, and, and some people are really enjoying Animal Crossing. It's kind of what no, I was I think expecting. I think it's just because everyone's really stressed out and anxious. And they're like, I just need something <laughs> to chill out and go on an island and fucking chop down a cherry tree. Just Wait, does no Doom not help game. with anxiety? It doesn't calm you down? <laughs> <laughs> no. Fucking Marauders, man. Fucking Marauders map. See, yeah, going to Doom, uh, third-party quest log here. Bethesda claims Doom Eternal had series' best opening weekend yet from Alex yeah. Kelvin at PC Gamer. So like Animal Crossing, there were no specific numbers that were provided. However, the high concurrent player count over launch weekend reached over 100,000 players. Good for them. Is that Steam, I assume? Steam yeah, concurrence? Steam. Yep. So good for them. I'm very much uh, on board for playing some Doom this week now that I've kind of really sunk my teeth into animal crossing for the past week i'm excited again to do now so looking forward to that this next story i think might be the biggest story of the whole week and that is that epic games starts their own publishing service this is brought to us by dennis patrick at game ranks so the epic games publishing will start with three highly praised developers we have design who did the last guardian most recently we have play dead who did inside design so oh, your name is gen design um played it inside and then remedy entertainment uh who made control so that's three like really top tier developers each developer will partner with epic for at least one game and then after that epic will reevaluate the situation uh this is a quote epic can cover 100 percent of the development costs from salaries to other expenses that came up to make the, uh, the video game additionally the ve- developer will receive a 50 percent cut of the profit from the video game itself which is huge Right, because uh, normally keep... if you sell on the Epic Store, it's a 70-30 split, which is already huge yeah. compared to, like, Steam. But, yeah, to yeah. know that, like, hey, we published your game and we're going to give you half the profits, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think... I, I don't know. We'll talk about I don't know. Um, developers will also keep 100% of the intellectual property and creative control. This is also a huge thing. This is a quote from Tim Sweeney, uh, who's the CEO of Epic games he says we're building the publishing model we always wanted for ourselves when we worked with publishers that's that's awesome they go from making fortnite 
ripping off PUBG, <laughs> making a <laughs> multiplayer battle royale mode of it, becoming the most popular thing on the planet. They're like, cool, I think we should open up a store. And then they just, one after another, like, not only are we going to open a store, but we're going to give developers a lot of money. And not only are we going to give developers a lot of money, anyone who, like, makes trees and shit, we're going to let them get paid a lot of money for their shit, too. Oh, yeah, and now we're also just going to fund shit because we have the money and we want to be the good in the world. That's awesome. It's really Way nice. Go, they they're in a position where they totally could have been like, no, we're going to publish games and we're going to stick with the standard uh, publishing deal because that's what the industry standard is. And Epic just seems to be doing good things with their money in terms of, hey, how can we, we have all this money now. How can we make our industry better? And that's that's really, really awesome to see. I'm now, maybe, I don't know, adding a shopping cart to your app might help, but... <laughs> they don't have the money for that. Fact. They're giving it to other developers. <laughs> just giving it all away. Um, on that note, though, of Playdead working with uh, Epic Games, they have a little like video of their next game as like, a little tease. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah. There's a, like it looks like maybe a level straight out of Limbo, but in 2020. But it's, yeah, it's just that still, not a still. It looks like a still, but you can see the fog moving, and it's like yeah. a little like a Mars rover almost, maybe. Mm-hmm. This also seems to be like a person who's incredibly small on there which is interesting because usually in limbo and an inside the character is very prominent on the screen yeah. and i'm wondering do they just pan out and show us the whole landscape or are you going to have a different perspective in this game that you maybe it's a before? rover for ants <laughs> it needs to be at least <laughs> three times bigger than this <laughs> you're exactly right um i'm i can't wait for playdead's next game inside was an absolute masterpiece great stuff it'll be a while since we speaking could. of masterpiece a lot of people are saying very Ooh. good things about half-life alex Whew. so half-life alex reaches forty-three thousand concurrent users on launch day uh this is from hayden taylor at gamesindustry.biz that compares to the titch uh, the titch the twitch stream uh <laughs> views which peaked at three hundred thousand. now i know that's, what you're saying that's not a lot i mean doom eternal did over a hundred thousand concurrence like there are not that many non-PSVR headsets in the wild for VR right now. Yeah. 43,000 is a significant percentage of everything that's out there. Mm-hmm. I think it's like even less than a million or maybe it's like 1.2 million total non-PlayStation yeah, headsets out there. And that's going to grow. I think this is going to be... This is going to turn to that game where, oh, you buy a VR headset, you get Beat Saber, and you get Half-Life Alex. Yeah, I think it's going to be very much like that. Like after the the Switch, like the few months after the Switch's initial launch, people got the Switch and they had to get Breath of the Wild. That yeah, was like Breath the game of the Wild, you had you get Mario to get. Kart, and then you save up for Odyssey in the fall. Yeah, this is going to be a mandatory VR game. I want to play VR so bad. I want to play this game so bad. I've been watching video clips of it, and it just looks incredible. It looks so good. Yeah, I've been watching a a lot of video reviews and things like that. And I'm just like, God. I really don't want to get a PC. I don't have a lot of use for a PC, let alone paying the... Because I, if I buy the PC, then I'm going to buy the Steam... Uh, what's the... The, the Valve, Valve Index. Headset. Valve Index. I'm, I'm going to buy the Valve Index because I don't want to... I watch an IGN comparison of like, this is how it plays on all the different headsets. I'm like... It, they were like, it plays pretty bad on Oculus Quest hooked up with a link cable. I was like, Okay. <laughs> So if I buy it, then I'm gonna buy the thousand dollar VR headset to go with it, and like for one. Well, with game, the finger tracking, you can literally play the piano in there. I know, right? It's uh. really kind of cool. I'm yeah, I, I'm itching to play it. I 
haven't really heard a bad review for the game yet, have you? It, it seems like it's been overwhelmingly The only bad one positive. that I've heard is uh, I was listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily, and he Greg read an a excerpt from a review. It's like, this is the best VR game that came at the worst time because I, I don't want to be in this headset right now. I don't want to be in this world with all this anxiety and all these, <laughs> this shit going on. It's like, while I'm also in the real world dealing with all this anxiety and all this shit going on. And he gave it like a 7 out of 10 or something like that. That's the only bad thing I've ever heard about it. Everything else is like, yeah. oh my god, this is going to blow everyone's minds and it makes virtual reality so justified and all this kind of stuff. So, Based on that review, it sounds kind of like it was too good for not what I wanted it to be, basically. So well, it's, it's to be like, honest, that's uh, me in one haphazard sentence saying what someone else summarized from another review. So you should really go read this stranger's review that I'm making, not making up out of thin air, but that you don't have access to. <laughs> Just made uh, it up. Kind of funny game, Daily doesn't even exist. It's not even a real that's show. That's true. Not oh even real. God. So many yeah, people. I predicted at the beginning of the year for my 2020 predictions that Half-Life Alex would be the first VR game nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Awards. And after seeing all these 10 out of 10s, I'm like, yeah, I think that's a likely thing to, to so happen. Too. And I'm really glad because VR needs that. VR needs to have that game. It's like, no, 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 there are incredible games on VR now. My only concern is not about Half-Life Alex at all. It's just that Valve can put in the money to do those kinds of things in VR. And is this a standard we can expect from other VR games? Probably not. But we'll it's see. a start. The only thing good. I can think of is like a Sony first-party VR game. Like, yeah. we can throw enough money at this to make it, and probably PSVR 2, because it's going to be a better yeah. quality headset. So That's the thing, too. Is I'm, this will have to come to PS5 with PSVR. If yeah. they want to make more money on this it game, to. it has God, to. I need it. And I need them both to come right now. Remember that rumor that the PSVR is going to come out this year as well as the PS5? Maybe it's going to happen, Chad, even though it's totally <laughs> unlikely. Maybe it's going to happen. Oh, where's that Riot article about PSVR 2? <laughs> Chad, do you want to take us through this ad? Read? Yeah, before we go to our main quest about the Nintendo Direct that happened this week, we want to tell you about Affable Idiots, which is the... Uh, new brand under which our products and podcasts fall, like this, Respawn Name Fire, and this, AAWI, <laughs> and also with you, which is a podcast where we do all sorts of fun stuff and play games and have a good chat. Uh, today we talked about, um, we did a game about sex toys and Wi-Fi networks, and we uh, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about whether or not we would be good drug dealers. Uh, it's a ton of fun. Um, but we need your support. The very first thing that I would love love for you guys to do is go to youtube subscribe if you're watching it right now just like you see that right down below just kind of subscribe and then if you don't want to get notifications there's a way to turn that off that's totally fine but go to all three of them all three links are in the description of the podcast of the youtube video go and subscribe we need that so we can get the customized personalized url um and then you can also just rate us on whatever podcast service you're listening to you can give our video a little like there's a little thumb button there and i'll tell you what if for every thumbs up you give I'll put a thumb up my butt. <laughs> That's not real. I won't do that. But please, give us a little thumbs up. Leave us a little message on those podcast services. <laughs> Chad's now a cam girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I got eight thumbs up. I got to call a lot of friends. Social distancing. Finally, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. Uh, you can go over there. You can play along with us on game nights. You can get that big old W in Warzone. Um, you, you can uh, influence what we play for barf 
there is this month's barf is Yoshi's Island. All you patrons voted. We are playing Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Uh, break out your many different ways you can play that game. Played along with us in April. We also just wrapped up Bioshock Infinite and Burial at Sea DLC. You can go here. I'm pointing. There's nothing where my finger is pointing, but just you know, go search for it. It's uh, our Bioshock Infinite review discussion. We had Matt from Rhode Island on it. Uh, it was fun and great. Uh, that's all I have to say. Hold on. Let's talk about our main quest. Yeah. So main quest, what Nintendo's direct mini means for 2020. So we're going to go through and just talk about the direct itself and then kind of share our thoughts on how this might frame Nintendo's 2020 going forward. Cause it was it's a surprise first... too. Just woke yeah, up one morning absolutely. and it's just like, I didn't even know until later that evening I like stumbled across the video. I was like, what? There's a fucking direct today. What? I was, I was at work and my brother texted me and he's like, yeah, the direct wasn't really anything special. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what direct? <laughs> I had no idea. Um, it was funny because the day before um, someone, a uh, dreamcast guy, uh, who's a YouTuber on Twitter, he said, uh, I guess we're going to get hear about that Nintendo Direct that's coming out tomorrow. It should be an announcement by noon. And then all the comments were like, yeah, buddy, by noon. Like, shows you know something. <laughs> and then the next day, the Direct <laughs> ended up happening, which is kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, the Direct happened. I It was a Direct Mini, which is a good clarification there. It was not like a full-on Direct. It was like 20 it was minutes, a, though. Yeah, it was, tw- it was almost a half hour. And it still had some pretty big announcements in there, I would say. Not like... Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 level announcement, but they had some stuff in there that was cool. Um, Arms character is going to be showing up in Smash Bros. now as a DLC character. That's... Well, not now, about, but in the future. About time. Yeah, yeah, in the future. We don't know which one it is, but they'll show up yeah. at some point. And they also made sure to say, by the way, this is going to take a while. So... Yeah. If you're itching to play an Arms character, go play Arms in the free demo that they announced recently as well. In that same direction. game's good. That game is good. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition is uh, coming out May 29th. There's going to be an epilogue called Future Connected. I don't think I'm going to buy that because I played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and it was for me, it, it was fine. But yeah. I have heard this is a really good JRPG. Yeah, people love it. Um, the, the Bioshock Collection, Borderlands Legendary Collection, and XCOM 2 are all coming May 29th as well. Hell yeah, for that's, my sister's birthday. That's pretty cool. That's Bravely awesome. Default. Yeah, you can take Bioshock on the go with you on your Switch in a non-broken, yep. awful iOS version no longer exists. <laughs> and then Borderlands. You get Borderlands 1, 2, and pre-sequel and all the DLC and shit like that. That's, it should have been there a long time ago, but I'm really stoked that Switch players get to play that now. Yeah. No Platinum Trophies, though. So. Mm, nope. Bravely Default 2 demo is now available. I downloaded it. I'm going to play that at some point this week. So looking forward to that. Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass information. So this, they focused on the Isle of Armor, which is the first DLC pack that's coming out by the end of June, is how they put it. So not too far from now. You're going to get a Pokemon called a Cubfu, which is basically a bear cub who is good at karate. That's why his name is Cubfu. Do you get it? He's good at Kung it? Fu. He's good at Kung Fu. Just not like Keanu Reeves says he knows Kung Fu. Because in the Matrix, he says that. And it's true. He does know Kung Fu. <laughs> In the game, he, um, Kung Fu will either help you out in the Tower of Darkness or the Tower of Waters. Now, those are not tied to like sword or shield exclusively. You just in the game, you will decide what tower you want to go to, and once you beat that tower, uh, a few things are going to happen. One, Kung Fu will evolve into a um, your Shifu, and then the your Shifu will get either one or two moves depending on which tower you completed the single strike style of attack or the rapid um, strike style of attack 
um, depending if you go to the Tower of Darkness or the Tower of Water, respectively. And then players will also um, get their starter Pokemon. Well, the starter Pokemon, whichever one they get, will gain the Gigantamax version, and then they'll get the special G-Max move correlated with that. Um, yeah, yeah. It looks 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 fine. I'm excited for it. I already bought it, so I'm, I'm going to play it. It looks like it's more Pokemon. I'll, I'm I'll very finish least... Sword eventually one day, and then maybe I'll play this too. <laughs> Cupfu looks cute. I almost don't now for the greatest, <laughs> Now for the greatest announcement of all time, Animal Crossing Bunny Day is running from April 1st to April 12th. Zipper the Bunny will task you with finding hidden eggs, which can be used to craft special Bunny Day items. Uh, Earth Day events will also be coming later in April. That bunny looks Great. really cute, but... In all seriousness, I, I have none of those Easter items look appealing to me at all. I'm not going to have like an uh, Easter egg, arc, egg arch like, in my town. Your, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to not going to put that in my town. But I think it's cool it, that they're still... like supporting this with the event. Like they're showing that like not only are we going to have a game that is really popular and has a lot of cool improvements, but it's like it's going to be ongoing. There are going to be events happening right after launch. Basically, that's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Star Wars Episode One Racers coming to Switch in 2020. Also, Clubhouse yeah. Games 51 Worldwide you Classics can't just, is You can't just gloss over Pod Racer. Yeah, you can't can. just say just Episode did. 1 Racer's coming. Blah, blah, blah. Hell no! We're getting N64 Pod Racer coming to the Switch in 2020, Holden. You're getting that game, and it's going to be a game night game. <laughs> is that my game I have to play this year? You played it all across That's and it. I've Star decided, Wars Episode yep. 1 Racer? Yep, and we're going to buy it, and we're going to figure <laughs> out, man, this was actually horrible. <laughs> I remember it uh, so Bruno, fondly, though. Burnout Paradise Remastered is coming later in 2020. I always wanted to play that game. It looked like a bunch of fun. I don't know if I'll buy it, but it looked like it was fun back when I mean, it originally can, came you out. You can buy it now for like PS4 or Xbox for like pennies. Yeah, I know, but whenever I find a game's going to Switch, I'd rather play it on Switch. Catherine Full Body is arriving July 7th. So after those Independence Day celebrations, just get up in Catherine. <laughs> get and up and solve those puzzles. Your adultery and. <laughs> uh, Panzer Dragoon remake is now available on Switch, as is Shinsaki, Shinsakai, Into the Depths, and then there's also an Shinsakai. update to Ring Fit. Shinsakai Into the Depths. Shinsakai, Ring Fit Adventure is also getting an update. There is a rhythm mode in the game, which is going to feature tracks from Odyssey's. I was very Odyssey. aroused by that. Oh, were you really? Yeah, being able to see the like fucking beat tape is my jam, and be able to combine oh, that with true. like actual like quote-unquote fitness yeah like yeah if i had ring fit if you could find ring fit adventure great game mm -hmm. if you could get it speaking of how, uh, did you continue are you still using that are you just i it, need or? to get back in the habit i liked it a lot um i just need to get back in the habit it's more about me getting back in the habit of exercising that's really more what it, it's gotcha. about um i need to do that because i did like it i really did like it a lot there's also be a female voice present in the game as well and a lot of different languages so many languages. Good job is now available on Switch. I think Good Job looks awesome. This is a game by Nintendo, and it's essentially you are working at some sort of level of a different corporation where it's like one's you're gonna be a janitor, one you have to like bring the projector from like one side for an office meeting to the other side of the um office building for an office meeting, and it looks like it's gonna be wacky fun. I'm actually excited to play. It's like a twenty dollar game. That looks cool. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, the Black Order Expansion Pass 3. Uh, it's going to have the Fantastic <laughs> Four. Shadow, 
it's a very long title. Fantastic Four Shadow of Doom is the name of it. It's now available. There are going to be the Fantastic Four Heroes, which there are four of them, and they are fantastic. And then Doctor <laughs> Doom will be playable. King Bounties 2 is coming later in 2020. And then lastly, Ninjala is coming in May. And that's a free-to-play, eight-player ninja melee combat game that involves bubblegum. Oh. That's the main mechanic. Great. It actually looks like it could be kind of fun. It kind of reminds me... It reminded me a little bit of Splatoon when I was watching it. Mm. Yeah. So what did we think of that direct and all that information that I just bored you all um, with? I think... Here's my takeaways from it. One, there are a lot of really great things that should have been on Switch a long time ago that are finally coming to Switch, and I'm so happy. You got Borderlands, you like got Bioshock. Bioshock, you got Pod Racer. Should have been there a long time ago. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I think it's cool that Panzer Dragoon is like a an exclusive right off the bat for Switch. Um, I like that they revealed that they like gave us a tease like, hey, ARMS is coming to Smash. A lot of stuff that like should have been there is there. What it yeah. also tells me is that we are not going to see Nintendo support on Switch for a while. Uh, there are, aside from the Animal Crossing event and the Pokemon expansion... Nothing else yeah. here was was first party, and they're relying a, a ton on third party support for the next few months. It looks like. So, if you were looking forward to some like, I don't know, Metroid Prime Collection, maybe in the next few months or some announcement like that, it doesn't look like that's going to be happening until this fall at the at the earliest. So, uh, hopefully, we hear something cool about first party in the near future. But now it's not. I have time. some good news for you. So I noticed that it was called a direct mini and I'm like, Hey, why direct mini? Cause it's been a while since we've really gotten like a major direct like this. Going back, I looked at all the directs and the chronology of them when they all came out and we've actually gotten a few this year, but it's like animal crossing centered on animal crossing. We haven't gotten like the direct in a while where it's like, Hey, here's a showcase of a bunch of new stuff. We want to show off last time we got that was in like September. So it's been, about six-ish months since we last got that. I kind of was like, this is all, like, this isn't bad stuff necessarily, but for six months of a wait, why wasn't there more? Like, why didn't we find out what's happening later on in 2020? I'm sure they have to have something. Well, they've only done one Direct Mini in the Switch era. In the Wii U era, a Direct Mini was followed by a mainline Direct within a few weeks every time. So I'm thinking that it's six month wait. They had to get some stuff to kind of be separate from the really huge stuff that they're going to announce in a few weeks. And I, I really, really still think that breath of the wild two is happening this year. I and think I you're batshit crazy if you can you can look back at Nintendo history and try to predict whatever the fuck they're going to do next. I think Nintendo <laughs> is is a crazy ass machine that does whatever it wants whenever it wants, and I think more so now than ever, it's unpredictable. I totally hear what you're saying. I think it's interesting they called it a direct mini though. Why did I just call it a direct? And I think it's because they know they have something else in store. Well, it's because the Switch you have done that in the past. They called it a mini now because you can watch it on your Switch Lite instead of your regular Switch. Absolutely. So let me read a story for you guys, and then I'm going to relate it to this Nintendo Direct. So 
Rumor, leaker shares new info about The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. This comes from Liam Doolin, Nintendo Life. There is a Twitch streamer, his name is um, Tyler uh, McVicker, and he leaked information about Half-Life Alex before its unveiling, and he nailed it. Like, VR, everything. Uh, this is what he said. It's a little long, but it's worth it. Unlike the first part, the game will be linear at the beginning. Canonically, Link already knows Hyrule, so there is no point in climbing the towers again. Instead, the developers have filled the world with a um, miasmic? Miasmic. Miasmic. There we go. Thank you. Miasmic version of Ganon. And until the infection is cleared from um, location to location, it will be impossible to move around the entire Hyrule. In this regard, the locations are worked out much deeper than in the original. At the very least, McVicker hints at the appearance of dungeons, strongly inspired by one game that knows a lot about spreading dungeons around the open world. In general, while designing the world of Breath of the Wild 2, developers developers were inspired by Dead Redemption 2, officially known in other unknown games. So, do we know what that's hinting at when it says uh, the hints at the appearance of dungeons strongly inspired by one game that knows a lot about spreading dungeons across? Do we know what game they're talking about? I have, I have no idea what they're talking about uh, there. I don't know. But what I do know is that Red Dead Redemption 2, with their chapter system, doesn't necessarily block off the rest of the open world, but it kind of keeps things focused in one portion of the open world and then you kind of move into other portions of the world and red dead redemption one kind of worked that way and i think what we're kind of getting at is that where breath of the wild was like open instantly and immediately you're gonna have it where like like in twilight princess they had the twilight was kind of taking over certain parts of the town uh certain parts of the land so you go to like that part of the land actually maybe that's what they're referring to you go to that part of the land kind of figure out what's going on there save that part of the world do a dungeon and then you go to like the another province in the twilight princess version of hyrule and they're going to make it a little more linear in that that way. If they're doing it that way, and they're already working off the same world they had before, and it's already been, let's just hypothetically just say for sake of argument, it is coming out fall 2020. It would have been three and a half years at that point. It's totally feasible. This is totally feasible. And I was watching a video from a YouTuber named Arlo, who's really funny, by the way. He literally looks like a Muppet, and no one knows what he looks like. <laughs> Um, he literally has like it looks like a cookie monster is like the character he presents himself as as he's talking in his videos it's kind of funny but anyway he was kind of going on about how um in the trailer for breath of the wild 2 they showed off that wasn't like a tease where it's like metroid prime 4 logo and now in development it was a hey let us show you something that's clearly a very specific tease and very specific story elements that we already know about but you won't really know until you play the game and then say it's in development they showed a lot more of the game and hinted at what that world could be they clearly have a clear vision of what breath of the wild 2 is and i imagine that their hesitance to say you know, 2020 back then was that Breath of the Wild was delayed from 2015 to 2016 to 2017, and they didn't want to say anything yet. But if there's really not that much that they have to talk about for the end of the year, and they maybe only have one game, like what else are they going to talk about? Pikmin? Like we know that's going to be coming sometime <laughs> soon. Like give us Pikmin, just makes, damn it! <laughs> it just I'm makes so much sense everything. to me, and I feel like there's another direct that's not that far away and it's going to have the trailer for breath of the wild two and give it its official name. And then it'll be like a a three minute trailer for the game. And then at E3, they're going to do the big blowout. And I wouldn't be surprised if E3 this year from Nintendo is very much just focused on this next Zelda game. They have had 
two E3s in the past few years that have been heavily focused on one game. Breath of the Wild in 2016, that, I mean, uh, the E3 in 2016 was all Breath of the Wild based. And they had a little bit of Ultras and Ultra Moon, but I mean, come on, it was all Breath of the Wild. And then in E3 2018, it, it had more to talk about than they did in 2016 in terms of a diversity of games, but it was totally backloaded for like 25 minutes out of the 40 minute presentation of smash bros right. and setting up smash like, bros we the have end of the every year. character was... this is how you do us a uh, ford smash this is how like yeah we know we know Thank you. <laughs> exactly and that was the really their only major game they were going to be talking about so i feel like that's a similar thing we're going to see this year with breath of the wild in a few weeks we're going to get another direct that's going to show us some of the things that we've kind of rumored like a maybe like a paper mario thing coming or something like that like kind of some like some of the first party stuff that we didn't see in this direct there's really nothing first party in this outside of that good job game which is technically first party and animal crossing update and pokemon but like pokemon usually isn't in major directs anyway sword and shield is kind of the exception right they did a little update in animal crossing yeah but they kind of had to do this animal crossing update right now because that is going to be in a few days. You see right. the Bunny Day updates. They kind of had to do it, then they couldn't have held it off for the next direct anyway. I'm thinking we're getting another direct pretty soon. Then, like a few. Do weeks. you do you think uh, I I keep forgetting that despite E3 not physically happening, we're having E3 in eight weeks. Yeah, like we're gonna see E3 Nintendo presentation in eight weeks. Do you mm-hmm. think we're still gonna get something between now and then? That being so close. And it's going to have a major so. Breath of the Wild announcement, and it's that's that's, that's so why crazy. I think that that's why I think that well, because I don't think that the timing wise, like Breath of the Wild is a monumental game. They want that to be something they have a narrative going for before E three, so that there's already the scuttlebutt of oh, I can't wait for Nintendo to talk more about Breath of the Wild two at E three. Like it's kind of like this self generating like hype machine that the Nintendo just says like just lets it run basically they don't have to do anything they just say hey like here's the trailer and then it's highly suggested they'll talk more about that game at E3 so it kind of builds hype on its own going into E3 which then makes it easier for them to dominate the conversation at E3 with Breath of the Wild 2 because there's the hype coming in and they're probably very confident they're going to stick the landing on it because it's Nintendo they're they're pretty confident like that so yeah I, th- I think that is totally totally a possibility interesting yeah, it's mostly because the release cadence of those directs. I literally wrote down the date for every single direct mini, and then how many days it was after that a direct, uh, like a full-on direct came out. And there were some times where it was like only six days. There was one time well, where it was a single day. We get three directs in three weeks, Holden. I'm going <laughs> to put nine thumbs up my butt. Oh, no, but like here's the thing. Because like, we had the indie direct that... last week. Yeah, that's that still wouldn't be that crazy. Let me go back to like one that was in like 2012. It was um, let me find God, it. They've been doing yeah, a direct since 2012. Yeah, they've been doing direct since 2012. So they had a mini direct on September 28th, 2012, and then they had another mini direct on October 2nd, 2012. Another mini direct on October 3rd, 2012, and then the direct was on October 4th, 2012. Oh so like, they definitely like packed in announcements like that before. I'd say the big and the ultimate caveat to all this is we have a new president who might do things a little bit differently, but it's still the same people like who you're not talking about Donald Trump marketing. president. You're talking about Nintendo president. <laughs> yes, yeah, talking about Furukawa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump, who knows? Maybe he's working for Nintendo now. Anything's <laughs> possible. Coronavirus is this crazy thing that's just changing the world. 
Yes, yes, it is. So I'm so, not like. Well, I hope you're right because I want more news of things before eight weeks, obviously, and then I want more news at eight weeks, and then I just want to hear things perpetually forever for all time. <laughs> I, I'm. I also. I'm not still a hundred percent convinced, but I do think it's in the realm of possibilities. Um, and of course, I want it to happen because I'm very curious about what Zelda is, and I'm ready to get hyped for the next Zelda game. I actually really don't feel that much hype for Breath of the Wild two yet. I'm just really not like. Obviously, I'm going to get it. I know I'm going to get it, but I don't really know what to expect. All I know is that it's in the same world that I've already spent 300 hours in. So I, you need to convince yep. me why I need to go to that world again, and then I'll be really hyped about it. So we'll see what happens. We will. But until we see what happens, we're going to play Game on Game Show. The game on our gaming show where we game and we Boom. play game. God damn it, I messed it up. God, Michael, damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, this week, we are playing another round of Quiz Me, Captain. It's me, Margaret. Holden, this is the traditional game. Traditional. It's, a, it's an old Amish game <laughs> where we <laughs> ask you questions and you shout out answers in a timed format. Uh, I've got four rounds for you again this week, obviously, because that's how the fucking game goes. Um... I'm going to be completely transparent. I'm borrowing this from an unused one that we were going to do with Steven Dutzman, but that episode went on like almost three hours. And I'm pretty sure we haven't done this yet. But if we get the first okay. question, you're like, no, we've already done this. Let me know. We'll do the Because there were two of them okay. that I had because it was going to be a two-player one. And I know I've done one of them. I don't think I've done this one. Okay. But here's how it works. Four rounds. There's a time limit on each round. You have to answer correctly. If you do all four rounds and pass, you get an extra special prize. Are you ready? For the first round, I am ready. You have 30 seconds to successfully complete this prompt <clears throat> of Quiz Me Margaret. No, Quiz Me Captain, it's me, Margaret. Round one, yeah. 30 seconds starts. Now, name six N64 games. Oh, Super Mario 64, oh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, Goldeneye. Boom, nailed it. Woo, you did that in 11 seconds. Proud of you. Boom. Woo, round one done. Round two come up. You have 60 seconds for round two. You have three prompts this time. You have to get through all three of them in 60 seconds. Are you ready, Holden, for round two? I am ready. Quiz me, Captain. It's me, Margaret. Round two starts now. Name three Capcom franchises that aren't fighting games. Okay, you have Resident Evil. One. Oh, this is actually way harder than I thought. Monster <laughs> Hunter. Monster Two. Hunter's Capcom. And then... I can't let me go to fighting games now. <laughs> Give, me next Give me the next prompt. Give me the next prompt. Nope. I'll come you back have to, to get it. this prompt. No, I can't do it. Damn it. Um, shit, what's another Capcom game? You I know, should 30 know seconds. I'm just going to let the time pass because I literally don't know any. Like, we might as well move on. So this will be interesting instead of me Think just about, like, I don't like, know Capcom mascots. Like, NES era. I can't... I can't think of any essay. Blue Bomber. Blue Bomber. Oh. Mega Man is Capcom? Yes, that's three. Second one, you have 12 I seconds. Name eight Pokemon games that don't have a color or gemstone in the title. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red. One, uh, Pokemon two. Mystery Dungeon Blue. Um, uh, wait, no, those have... both have colors in the title. It doesn't matter. Time's um, up. Pokemon Coliseum. Okay. Pokemon Coliseum. I got one. Pokemon <laughs> Snap, too. <laughs> You do not get the extra special prize this week, but you will Definitely move on not. to the next two rounds. Oh, that Capcom one got me hardcore. <laughs> I know. There's oh, the, the psychology of it. It's like, 
you know, don't think about an elephant. And then suddenly everyone's like, oh, fuck, I'm thinking about an elephant. Yep. So you gotta oh, say, you totally got me. Name three things that aren't fighting games. You're like, fuck, Street Fighter. It's exactly. I was thinking Street Fighter, like Maverick versus, damn it, that's a funny game too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Round three. This one's shorter. It's 20 seconds for this prompt. Are you ready? Quiz me, Cat, Miss me, Margaret. Let's see. Time starts now. Convince me that achievements on Xbox are worth getting. <laughs> it gives you an incentive to try things in the game that you might not have done otherwise. So if you see like, hey, like maybe use this item to kill a certain number of enemies. Hey, maybe I want to use that item to kill a certain number of enemies. I used to Five use a pistol, rating. but I'll use a shotgun. That convincing you, huh? All right. Uh, no, that didn't do it. That didn't do it. I'm didn't sorry. Do it. All right. That's <laughs> so subjective. You're not <laughs> Speaking of subjective, final round, round four. You have 30 seconds total. I will present you with two pair with a pair of items, and you have to choose the correct one. There is no criteria for correctness other than my own judgment. <laughs> you have to get four correct answers in thirty seconds. Are you ready? Yes. Quiz me, Captain. It's me, Margaret. Final round. Thirty seconds starts now. Project Gotham Racing or Gotham City? Gotham City. No racing, bitch. Kazooie or Yoshi? <laughs> Kazooie. No, Yoshi's a dinosaur. That's awesome. Troy Baker or Nolan North? <laughs> Nolan North. Hell yeah, that's badass. Horizon Zero Dawn or Breath of the Wild? Horizon Zero Dawn for you. Absolutely. Yep, that's number two. <laughs> new con- uh, new Coral Switch Light, yes or no? Yes. Yes, good answer. Holden, are you still using that typewriter you bought? <laughs> that's a free <laughs> point. No. <laughs> I left it in Chicago. The, it was not worth packing and moving. The correct answer was that's a free point. You get a free point. So you did get all four in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. Oh, God. That's I'm really so funny. funny. <laughs> I uh, love so my typewriter, I'm, but it was too heavy to put in the big Tupperware containers. It was going to get fucked up in shipping. So I just left it. I don't know what Katie and Gus did with it. They probably threw it out. Probably <laughs> threw probably it Probably my yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that makes me giggle. You did not, unfortunately, get the super special prize. So we'll have to save that for the next time we play that game. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for Game on Game Show. And that is it for our podcast this evening. Thank you, everyone who watched live on Twitch. There were quite a handful of you. In fact, it actually counts as a handful if somebody has an extra finger. Uh, thank you for everyone listening yeah. around the world again go to YouTube subscribe to all of our shit it's in the thing it's in the description go and like us on all of our shit play Yoshi's Island Super Mario World 2 on SNES on SNES Classic on SNES Online Entertainment System Switch Nintendo Online Service play it uh, and then go to patreon.com slash fire. tell us what we're going to play in May that's it for this week and until next time here's our usual sign off Oh, I got to get better at prepping this slide to go to the video afterwards. Bye, guys.